0: Six thirty, Chad. Inside sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.
1: Bishop can't get it out. Kept in left wing by Jones. To Kara. back to Jones on the point to the middle. Shoots, scores.
2: Devin Shore with the redirect in front of the net. And the Oilers are up 2-1. Sure enough, the Edmonton Oilers beat the Ottawa Senators again. Devin Shore, the game winner. 3-1 is your final. Mike Smith, another great night in net. He makes 39 saves. How about this? Smith on the season, 14-3-2. His save percentage is 9 22. So the Oilers go 9-0 against the Senators. They're up to 25-14-2 and on the season. Thanks a lot for joining us tonight. It's quarter to eight, along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. It's Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line from the Friesen Brothers Broadcast Centre. Well, he does it again, Rob. And maybe, you know, this was not a game necessarily full of grade-A opportunities. There were a few, but when there are 40 pucks going at your net, Sometimes two, three, four are going to get through you just because of the quantity as much as the quality, but it didn't matter tonight. Smith was stopping almost everything, and again, he
3: just keeps rolling on a spectacular season. Yeah, what a role he's on right now. Um, I'm not sure any of us imagined that he could be as good as he has been, but it's quality start after quality start. Uh, He was the Oilers' best player, and there was uh, no one even close to him. He stole this game. He stole the two points. Uh, Not only only was he good at stopping the puck in the last two and a half minutes because the Senators pulled their their goalie early, he was the best at clearing the puck out of the zone at the end. Twice he got the puck on his stick and got it out of harm's way before the Senators could get in and and forecheck. Uh, He's been excellent, and he's proven that age is only a number. And continues to astound and amaze with his play night after night the oilers for the first time in a a long time have goaltending every night that they feel like they can win hockey games we have it's been a long time since we've sat here after a game and said you know what goaltending costs them a game it's been the opposite goaltending has been winning them hockey games And they got some depth contributions tonight. Kyler
2: Yamamoto, who does play in the top six, but gets on the power play, breaks an 11-game goalless drought. Devin Shore gets his fourth of the season, second in the last three games. And Yessi puglia scores, who's trusted to be out on the ice in the final minute, makes a nice defensive play, gets the puck to center and no mistake hitting the empty net. But let's start with Shore, who's been an interesting addition to this roster you can you look at his stats in the past and you can say okay you know he's obviously got a little bit of offensive ability but also you know what it's like rob guys are, are free agents or unsigned for for a reason when they're looking for a team but he's he's been pretty good and and he has shown he can make a player two with the puck i mean it's not a complete offensive wasteland when the puck's on his stick and that was a nice deflection tonight
3: very nice. Uh, I mean, if, if you look on, the, on him on the depth chart now, he's like six or seven on the others and forwards. I mean, he's been that consistent. He's become the, the the left-handed Archibald. As someone that the coach has complete and utter trust in and should, he's a veteran guy that makes the right decisions on the right side of the puck, getting pucks out of his own zone, getting pucks into the other zone. He makes good decisions when he's got the puck on his stick. Uh, the goal he scored... He wasn't standing behind, or excuse me, beside the net, waving at the puck, trying to tip it. He was right in front of the goalie's eyes. That's where you're supposed to be. Uh, he's been good, and for a guy that was a tryout player who has been on the taxi squad, sat out a number of hockey games, he's turned into a player you can't take out of the lineup. He's become that good. He's. I, I don't. I don't know where where they rank the lines going into these games, but uh, that was your second line tonight. In all honesty, the line of Kara, Shore, and Archibald was your second line and played like it. So Shore has been excellent in this little run that he's been on, uh, enough that if the playoffs start tomorrow, I mean, he's he's written in with Sharpie as a player that you want in your lineup against whatever team you're going to start against.
2: Oilers win at 3-1, and I mentioned Yessi Pugliarvi out in the final About 40 seconds of the game there, Rob, comes up with an unassisted goal. But even before the goal, I I mean, you saw him, there was that huge scrum in the corner. He didn't get sucked into it, stayed right in front of the net, kept looking around, and then he's able to win a battle in the top of the slot, get the puck out and seal the win.
3: He needed that. He's been quiet for a while. Um, I don't know what his point totals in the last 10, 12 games were, but, I mean, he's been playing with Connor and Connor and Leon. And you haven't noticed him as much as where he had his little sprint uh, about a month or so ago. So he needed that goal. Uh, played smart. He he created opportunities through physicality. He took a few hits to make plays. And on that one right there, it was funny. Uh, when they showed the over cam, they see Leon on the far side, wide open. Connor, he got on his horse, took three big steps. He's like, all right, I'm going to get a breakaway and an empty net there was zero thought other than hitting an open net for Yessie Pugliarvi. When, you've, when you're a goal scorer and you haven't scored in a long time and that net's wide open, there was no doubt in his mind where that puck was going to end up in the back of the net. So good for Jesse, He gets to be out. I tell you, when you get a chance to play with an open net in the last minute of a hockey game when the coach trusts you, you want to make sure you do everything right so that you get to do it again.
2: Well, and you don't mind that, right? And I know that uh, there are occasions when maybe it's a hat trick or a milestone for a player. You may try to get him the puck. Ryan Jones told me the story last week about his only NHL hat trick was into an empty net against Columbus, and Horkoff made sure he got him the puck. And maybe on a on a 2-on-0, Rob, if you have time to do that. But I'm glad pooley shot that. And I'm not saying he he couldn't have completed a pass to McDavid or Dreisaitl. But that could have hit a stick. It could have bounced off a skate. And then Ottawa maybe has numbers going the other way. So I know you you don't, you know, I think we got to dispel any notion that it's a selfish play to shoot at an empty net. It's not.
3: No, it's not. It, there's there's situations. If you're on a 2-on-0 or a 2-on-1, you don't force a play if you got a guy wide open. If you've got a sure goal, then you give it to one of the guys that's with you, and he'll probably pass it back just so that guys get points. Guys do it all the time. There are I've seen selfish guys. They'll have a guy wide open, and he tries to beat two guys with his shot, so he gets stamping that goal. That's selfish. But on that play in a close game, when you've got—I mean, it was a crowded neutral zone. There were bodies everywhere. SE RV has one play and one play only, and that's put the puck in deep, get it on net. If it goes in, great. If not, he's got Leon and Connor are both going to win the race to it. So yeah, no, I have no problem with that. There are times when you're there are guys that are selfish. Uh, yes, see right there. That was just a good hockey play.
2: So the Oilers take it three-one. Let's step into the Zoom room, courtesy Mattress Superstore. Give them five minutes, and they'll give you the best sleep of your life. Take the Sleepology body scan, and take the guesswork out of buying a mattress. Here's head coach Dave Tippett.
4: Teams find different ways to win. Uh, what can you say tonight about you know having a goaltender you know give you a stellar start, and then maybe some of the support scoring you got at a
5: critical time yeah I mean it's uh I give Ottawa a ton of credit they played very well they played hard and Schmidty made some real big saves for us to kind of keep us in the game and uh we got a little score and you know Shore gets a big goal at the right time and uh we were able to push the game along but it was uh you know it was a hard fought battle we knew they were going to play hard they always play hard but they're you know they're uh they're looking to uh avenge some losses and they played hard and Schmidty held us in there any update at this time on Ryan Nugent Hopkins? Hey, day-to-day with an upper body injury right now. We'll reevaluate him tomorrow in Calgary. Josh Clipperton,
6: Canadian press.
7: Hey, Dave, we, we know where they are in the standings and where you guys are, but, but we always talk as well about parity in the league. How how impressive, how weird is it to, or you know, strange is it to win nine games against the same opponent in, in one
5: season? Well, it's different. Obviously, you don't play that you know a team that many times. Or I've never done it in, a, in all my years in the NHL. But it was uh, you know there was some games that were real close that could go either way. There was some games where you know I don't think their goaltending was as good as it as it could have been that we took advantage of. It's just it's just funny how it went. And then tonight they played hard. Like they they probably deserved a better fate tonight. But Schmidty was very good. So just kind of a weird weird the way it ended up. Just to drill down a little bit more what did they do well tonight against against especially your, your big guys well their whole group it's not just a big guy their whole group plays hard you know djs no matter what they play hard all the time and uh, you know their young guys are getting lots of opportunity and hopefully that pays off for them in the future
0: mark Spector sportsman so the Oilers of Last time they beat a team eight times was back in 83-84 with the old Winnipeg Jets with Randy Carlisle and them. So you guys set a team record, is what I'm saying, Dave, that goes back to 83-84. Uh, is it sort of... You played back then. You know how great those old Oler teams were. Is that... Does anyone... You know, can you put that into perspective when you start knocking records out of the book that Gretzky and Messi and all those guys set?
5: Uh, you know what? You know what? Uh, I think it's such a crazy year with what's going on that you'd never think that you play a team nine times. So it's, uh, you know, it, it's, well, well, the nine wins is, you know, if it was so easy, why didn't everybody do it? So we, uh, <laughs> we found a way to win nine times, which is great, but it's, it's a weird year, weird stuff's going on. So it's, uh, it doesn't seem like that. I, I don't know. You're playing the same teams over and over again. You're just trying to win every game. No matter who you're playing so maybe maybe later it'll sink in but not it's not we weren't we weren't shooting for the record book or anything we're just trying to win games so you get uh the key goal here from Devin shore tonight uh
0: yeah. nice sort of an, uh, a reward those guys had a really strong two games and i i think they, they looked like they deserved one is that fair
5: no, no that's fair to say yeah you earn uh, you earn those breaks and that line was real good for us both games and uh it's good to see them get rewarded for their work Daniel and Jim
8: Bowman the athletics hey Dave, uh, what went into the decision
1: to keep uh, the big guys together McDavid and drive settle without Nugent Hopkins in the lineup tonight?
5: Did you watch the game last night <laughs> <laughs> So
1: what did you what did you learn or what, what did you think
5: about your your team uh, from the bottom nine guys uh, you know without and the, we, big, we, tried some, the big three. we tried some different stuff we wanted to bring Haas back in, was feeling better. So we just kind of threw him back in where Nuge was there and uh, see how it went. So found a way to win. Thank you. Your math Matheson,
6: Post Media.
8: Uh, Dave, uh, Caleb Jones had a good game this evening. Is that the best game he's played in a while?
5: Yeah, he's played. He, him and Bear, they, uh, they played quick. You know, they're... Trying to uh, limit the mistakes, kind of deep in their zone, and when they when they get the puck out of there and get going, they can be effective. Real good shot on the shore goal there, so you know hopefully he's moving in the right direction.
8: And sure, uh, we talked to him earlier, and I you know I mentioned about the journey, and he's a veteran pro in this league, but that's a pretty tough journey when you have to show up at training camp. Especially with a team with a whole pile of forwards signed to make the team, yeah. and how, how has this progress been in your
5: eyes? It's been good. You know, he's a good pro, and he's a he's a player that accepts and is more than willing to do different roles on a team, whether it's penalty killing, center, or left wing, and he's jumped in and has really uh, uh, done a nice job at a, at a bunch of different uh, situations. And now he's he's kind of uh, got himself in the lineup to where he's. He becomes a real you know a, a solid guy in there for us. so good for him for taking advantage of this situation good thank you any
8: other
2: questions media thank you this okay means- well sounded like uh, sounded like r2d2 still had a question there at the end i guess they're not going to get him in rob oilers win 3-1 over the senators and we should Emphasize what Dave Tippett said about Ryan Nugent-Hopkins. He is day-to-day with an upper body injury. He'll be looked at again tomorrow in Calgary.
3: Yeah, so he's giving you nothing, <laughs> and rightfully so. Uh, from the, If it's from the hit that we saw, he probably had his bell rung and maybe felt a little yucky this morning, and they decided it's safer to keep him out. The long-term is much more important than the short-term, so probably a wise move, and they'll wait a few days and see how he feels in Calgary.
2: You know, he had a bit of a funny answer there when he was asked if he considered, with, with Nugent out, splitting up McDavid and Dreisaitl, and he said, did you see the game last night? H- having said that, I, I mean, I think that's uh, a valid question because you have had Dreisaitl and McDavid on different lines throughout most of the season and without Nugent Hopkins at, at center. I mean, I, I wonder that too, if he might
3: yeah, start I, that I way just,
2: or go to yeah. it at some point.
3: Yeah, no, I I don't. I mean, because if you split them up, who are you going to play with them? The, the the problem for the Oilers, and, and as as well as yes, he has played and Yamamoto has played. I mean, they've got what thirteen points on the season. They, if you split up Connor and Leon, and now they're their own lines. Now you got two, just lines being driven by two players with no real support cast. Ryan Nugent Hopkins makes one of those lines better. So without him in the lineup, I I'm with. Tip, and I'm putting them both on the same line, and the rest of the the players, all right, just stay above water. We'll let this line carry us, because if you go into a, if you go into a series against anybody that is a good team in the National Hockey League, and you're putting Connor out there and Leon out there, and there's no Nugent Hopkins as a winger, you know what? The Oilers are already in search of a left winger for their second line. If they didn't have those two together, they'd be looking for a left-winger for their first line as well. So I put them together and see if Ottawa can stop them. And tonight they slowed them down, absolutely. But I, it was the right move by Dave Tippett.
2: All right, so the Oilers take it 3-1. Rob, you know, when you host a talk show like I do, you, you yap a lot and you got to say a lot of things. And sometimes you say things that turn out to be really, really stupid. Never. And I'm sure I could. I'm sure I could find tape of myself in early January, going into this season. You know, the one thing that isn't going to happen: nobody's going to sweep a season series from anybody. That's just oh, too that hard too. to beat somebody nine or ten times.
3: <laughs> oh, I know. I said that, and I, I'm shocked that they did it. I mean, to do it, you need because there were games. I there was at least two games in this series where the Ottawa Senators were clearly better, and I think it was early in the year where Koskinen won one. I, I wrote it down. I went down and found it. It, it, the February 9th game. The Oilers won three
2: two, but that was the game Ottawa outshot Edmonton thirty to ten over the yeah. final two periods.
3: Yeah, I mean the the Oilers were were not even close to the Ottawa Senators in that game, but they won with goaltending. And this is a year where the Edmonton Oilers goaltending has won the hockey games. So yeah, I I'm I I said it too. I said there's zero chance any team's going to sweep nine games. The Oilers did it. Give them credit and credit up and down the lineup. A lot of the nights it was on the back of Connor and Leon. A couple nights it was on the back of their goaltending. And a few nights, support players came through with big goals, like tonight when Devin Schorff scored a, a huge goal for the Oilers. Devin Shore is our fourth star of the game for Mister Mike's Steakhouse
2: Casual, your hockey destination. Make your reservation at Mister Mike's.ca. The three stars, uh, no doubt about it. The first star, it's Mike Smith. Connor Brown gets the second star, and Jujar Kara picked as the third star tonight. We, I mean, we got to mention uh, Connor Brown, Rob. We got to give credit to the, uh, the to the other team. Connor Brown scored in six straight games. That's that is very hard to do.
3: Well, and you, you throw in the fact that. If, is, if you're talking about Leon or Connor scoring in six straight games, that'd be a feat for either one of them or Steven Stephen Stamkos or a, an Austin Matthews. That'd be an incredible feat. Having said that, Leon's got Connor. Connor has Leon and Matthews has Marner and Stamkos usually has Kucherov or he's got Brayden Point. Logan Brown's doing it on a, a bad team, team that's bottom of the standings. Uh, I'd, honestly, I Honestly, most people wouldn't be able to tell you who his linemates are. And actually, I don't think I can right now either. Yet he scored six straight games. I mean, that is incredible. So superstars to do that would be amazing. For a guy on a team that struggles to score goals and doesn't have a superstar setting him up, good on him. And he had the goal tonight. He had a, another couple great chances in this game. Smith robbed him twice. So uh, he's, he's it's amazing what a week does or 10 days does. He's doubled his goal total in the last six games, turned a, an average year into a pretty good season. So good for him.
2: All right, so the Oilers win 3-1 over the Senators. You can get us at 780-496-0063, the hotline courtesy CertainTeed, professional-grade building materials. We have Scott on the line, who's also going to be our finish-the-play, very lucky contestant this evening. But, Scott, give us your thought first.
9: Hi, how are you guys doing this evening? Good. Great. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, I just want to talk about J.P. a little bit and uh, his natural progression and what you've seen tonight, him, um, you know, getting some time at the very end and, you know, salting the win, as the coach would uh, would put it. I think the next uh, step for him is probably taking Chase on spot in the power play maybe come, I don't know, in a little while. Well,
10: he's been time, out. I don't know. He,
3: he shares the, 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 the ice with Chase on now. It, they, he he and Chase on, are back and forth. So they they both are getting power play time.
9: Yeah, JP gets the very last bit of it, you know. Yeah,
3: well,
2: Chaseon goes first usually.
3: Chaseon usually yeah. goes first, but the P- does get it and Chase- on's better in that role right now. Puljarvi I mean Pulley-R-V is he scored a goal tonight, but he's been quiet for quite a while. His, yeah, but I mean he, and think about it-, it, he's been playing with either Connor or Leon now for over a month and I don't remember his last goal before tonight. Yeah, that that's I understand that, Rob, but at the same point in time you
9: you worry about that if you're not getting chances, you're not working the boards, you're not creating room, you're not doing. He's doing all that, and he's oh, getting chances. You know, he's he's hitting the post. He hit the post you know, what once or twice last night, and the night day before you know, he had good chances, and he's getting but great chances. He's
3: getting great chances, but again, he's playing with the two best players in the league and not putting yeah, up that's... any points. So that's the thing that you're like, okay, I mean, he's we're giving him golden opportunity here, and he's Absolutely. not producing. So it's uh, hard. So the fact he's getting yeah. he's getting power play time. I mean, he continue. It will continue. I mean, the the stuff he's doing away from the puck is very good, uh, I and think so too, his Rob, physicality. Absolutely. And he's and he's playing with edge now. Like if he'll take a yeah. hit and then he'll cross check somebody. And good for him. I mean, he's a. I don't know if people realize how big he is. Like he's he like is huge. he's like baby Huey. Like he's just massive. This <laughs> massive man boy, and that <laughs> is, is continues to get better. So I'm cheering for him. I really am. And I give well, him credit for coming back with all the stuff that has gone on in the past year to come back here, suck it up, um, yeah. be humbled, and, and do what he's doing. Uh, the reason, one of the reasons Chase on plays the power play, it, first, he, he's, he's trying to find ice for everybody. And if Chase on's not on the power play, he's not in your lineup. He, he is. Yeah, and I don't know if they got any better. I don't know if they have anyone better that's not playing to put in there. So that's why they're trying to even out the minutes so that everyone gets a little bit of time and they can spread the minutes. Billy Harvey will be a power play guy for many years here. And for many, we all thought he would be a guy with the one-timer on the sideboards. Uh, To me, it's going to be in front of the net where he's going to hang out. And because of his size and his uh, strength, he's going to do very well there.
9: You know what, Rob? Speaking of minutes, um, the one thing I've noticed this year, and it's a strange year to... To, to have this happen because you want guys to be rested and whatnot. But I've never seen a year, like a season like this, where, like, the shifts for some of our players are, are just so long.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well,
9: uh, you're right. You're think it's right. a couple guys. <laughs> when you say
3: some of our players, you're meaning two. Yeah. Uh, well, I agree. I've, I've nurse, played...
9: nurse gets caught a lot on long shifts. It's yeah. Just, it's it, Their defense, I mean... I've seen Russell get caught on the long shift. I've seen, you know, I mean, they're playing defense, so that's going to happen. But I've never seen it so so blatant. It's like, um, you know, you're out there for a minute and a half and you're not even looking to go to the bench. I'm like,
3: what the heck? Well, let's see. Ru- I, Russell, if Russell's caught out there, it's because he's caught, because he's yeah, not taking uh, a long shift. Uh, nurse may extend it a bit at the end of a shift. All of a sudden, there's a chance to jump up. The ones that are, are shocking, I because I played, I played on a team, I played with Mario, I played on a team with Ronnie Francis, I played with Jeremy Roenick, Michelle. I mean, I have played with some pretty good players, and never have I ever seen guys take two minute, three minute, four minute, no. five minute shifts. Shocking, shocking. You uh, know what? You know, you know what, Rob?
9: What really is is kind of weird about it is I can understand McDavid because he's kind of a little bit leaner and whatever, but when make, uh, when dry does that, it scares me. <laughs> <laughs> I just need right. a little bit little tired. A little, little more energy to, you know, get that body going and whatever, right?
2: Scott, we're going to finish the play here, buddy. You already right. got a premium sampler box from Hungry Herd. Top quality meats delivered right to your door at everyday little prices. Alberta owned and operated. Here we go, Kellen.
1: Up the left wing and given it to Batherson. He gave it away and walking in is Haas, a backhand!
2: All right, Haas with a chance in the first period. Did he score on that play? Saves it. No, he
9: didn't score.
1: Up the left wing had given it to Batherson. He gave it away and walking in is Haas. The backhand, a save by Forsberg. And he'll
2: hold... Early chance there for Gaetan Haas. Scott knew that he was stopped by Anton Forsberg. Do we call Anton Forsberg a former Edmonton Oiler? Is that fair, Rob?
3: Former <laughs> Edmonton Oiler tax. Did he even make the taxi squad? Yeah, I guess he was, wasn't he?
2: Well, he was here in preseason, which there there weren't any games. Former Inter Squad goalie, I don't know. Well, Uh, I guess you know what
3: you got to do. You got to call the Oilers alumni and see if he's considered an alumni.
2: See (laughs) see if he qualifies. Well, I'll wait till he retires. (laughs) Uh, Scott's name is going into the grand prize draw for a one thousand dollar gift certificate. Divisions Electronics. That's courtesy PF Custom Countertop. Support local with a PF renovation. Get started at PF Custom Countertops. Dot .com Oilers win 3-1 over the Senators. We have Robert standing by on the Certainty Hotline 780-496-0063. Robert, go ahead. Hey guys, how you doing? Pretty good.
10: Uh I mean, you know what? I mean, like I I I about uh I'm wondering about like uh our goaltending and like uh, Mike Smith like I I heard I heard I heard a, heard a little bit of this before the game, and talking about, do you think you think the do you think the Oilers are gonna ha- are, are gonna have to are gonna have to compete with any other teams to to potentially re-sign him? Because I mean, a 39 years old to be 14-3 and 2 with a 9.22 save percentage. I mean, that's just. I mean, like I don't nobody nobody, and I mean nobody expected that. Not even me. But there's uh, but I guess that's uh, I guess that's my first point. And then my then my yeah, second well, point I- is.
2: I'll just, I'll just jump in there to answer that, Robert. I mean, Holland said in the interview with Bob that age would not scare him to, to re-signing Mike Smith. So I think it just depends how the rest of the season goes and if Smith figures, oh, wow, I'm going to shop myself around or if he, if, uh, if he wants to stick with the Oilers. But he, I'm sure he'd be pushing for a raise if, if wherever, wherever he's going given the season he's having. What's your other question?
10: Well it's, uh, well, it's well, like it's well, it's more of a, it's more of a point. Well, it's, it's a bit, it's a point and a and a question, I guess. But it's like oh, I like our power play tonight was one for one, PKs two for two. Am I right? Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, so, so where does that, uh, so where does that put our power play now, percentage-wise? I I have that, but then, but then I wonder now, but then I wonder now like, if Nuge, if Nuge is out for any any length of time. Because 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 uh, tonight we saw Yamo there. So if Nuge is out, can't play in Calgary. Does Yamo go back there simply because he scored tonight, or or does Tippett try tourists or somebody else? I guess uh, I guess I'll
2: leave it at that. Thanks, guys. Okay, see you, Robert. Rob, what do you think about the power play question?
3: uh Well, if Nuge comes back, Nuge is there. Uh, if they go to a game. If we only saw one, it didn't last very long. They scored. I'm guessing that's what they're going to go with. So uh, I I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I mean, Taurus isn't moving up in the power play. I didn't see enough five on five for him to to get that. Yamamoto was good. He did exactly what the others wanted him to do in the power play. Find garbage, loose change in front of the net and cash it in.
2: Oilers' power play is now 27.1% on the season. Goes up half a percent with the... with the goal today going one for one i mean smith is uh i love the way holland put that the other day where he listed off all these other players he signed in their 40s when he had chris chelios till he was 47 chelios might still be able to play he still might be a bottom pairing defenseman if he hadn't retired rob like he was obviously in incredible shape i don't think it i mean a gm isn't it's not his job to find the best youngest players you know it's you you find the best players if he happens to be 39 or 40 uh then then so be it but as we've often talked about there are opportunities for players to be free agents and and cash in so I think the question is not just how are the Oilers going to approach this it's how is Mike Smith going to approach the final season two three or four of his career after this one
3: well it's funny when media talk about players and they start talking age uh that's what you focus on well you mean he's he's slowing down he's getting older he's now 35 years slowing down he's getting when gms look at players they don't even look at the burst of it they just look at what is he trending you know this is what he was three years ago okay this is what he was two years ago here he was one year ago okay what is the trend going well the trend's going in this direction so it's not so much they're looking at his age you're just looking at how has this player played over the last three, four years? Which way is he going? Is this guy, is he at the same level? Is is it falling off? Is it falling off a lot? Or is he improving? And there's guys that are 21, 22 that start to have a drop-off in their play. There's guys in their mid-20s, late-20s that start to have a drop-off in their play. and And a lot, it's not always age. Sometimes it's injuries. It's wear and tear on a body from the way they play it's the game sometimes changes sometimes it goes from a speed game to a uh, a physical game game or vice versa with mike smith you just have to look at his body of work and how he's played and how he's done over the last few years and then what he's done this year uh, is this an outlier or is this you know is this a guy that can do it again in, in a year from now and the fact that there's been zero drop off through the course of the season and if anything he's i mean he looks even stronger and even more confident uh, I I, I see the Edmonton Oilers wanting him back and I see Mike Smith. When you're, you get older and, and I, I don't even know, does Mike Smith have a family? I'm guessing he does.
2: Yeah, I think I'm he's got four kids.
3: Yeah, so you don't want to be moving from city to city, going to a new franchise, having to prove yourself, having to prove yourself to your teammates, to the fans, when you're comfortable where you are and you're on a team that is going in the right direction. So to me, it's, The GM and the Oilers like what Mike Smith is doing. Mike Smith, the goalie, likes where he's at. I see see this as a no-brainer. Mike Smith will be back here as a goalie again next year. Mike Smith with 39
2: saves tonight. He is the first star as the Oilers beat the Senators 3-1. That means a $300 donation to 630 Chad Sanis Anonymous. It's courtesy James H. Brown and Associates, serious injury lawyers. 100 bucks for every goal this year from James H. Brown. The total now at 13400 bucks. Thank you, James H. Brown. Okay, we're going to get to more calls, more postgame reaction. You will hear from Mike Smith. Edmonton, a 3-1 triumph in Ottawa. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line.
1: And it's McDavid down the left wing to the blue line for Barry. Back to McDavid. Looks towards the net. Puts it on goal. Here's Chase on. Scores! Puck jammed on net. And the Oilers get a power play goal. They're up by a score of 1-0. Yamamoto was in there, too.
2: And Yamamoto got that one. That was the first goal tonight. The Oilers go on to beat Ottawa 3-1. Devin Shore with the game winner, Mike Smith. Spectacular 39 saves. You're going to hear from him in a couple of minutes. But first, we go to the Certainty hotline and we check in with Goalie Doc, who I'm always pleased to hear from.
6: Goalie Doc, go ahead. Oh, hi, Reed and Rob. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I'm just, uh, I guess everybody's talking about Mike Smith. Um, Reed, a long time ago at the beginning of the year, uh, when everybody was uh, wondering about whether the goalies were going to take him into the playoffs, I think we I, I was saying that I uh, was wondering for the fans should uh, just to relax, and I, I obviously wouldn't have thought that, that it would have been this good for uh, Mike Smith, but as you know, he's such a competitor. He's got that swagger, and I think he had a lot to uh, prove this year, um, um, and uh, I think that's what he's – that I think a lot of people probably – uh, I don't think they forget about that, but I think that's a really important thing for him this year. Um, the other thing I was going to ask you, when uh, he, uh, when Holland was talking about the other guys, he mentioned uh, Hasek, and I think he won in 2006 with Detroit. How old was he at the time? Do you know?
2: Oh, I think he might have been in his early 40s, so I'll double check.
6: Yeah, so I'm thinking that, I mean, I think he's used like, like uh, you can't go by AJ, eh? and so... Uh, I think that's uh, that's uh, the main point about with that. And then I think he's got, uh, Mike Smith's got a lot that he wants to prove this year. And so I think that's really driving him this year. And uh, I guess that's all I have to say. I'll just see what you guys have to say. Uh,
2: which year was he talking about there?
6: 2006, I think. I, think it's I don't think it was 2006. Oh,
2: no, it would have been 06. Oh, when did they win? They won in 08, didn't they?
6: Oh, oh, was, it, oh, was it 02 then? Sorry, it was the year that he won with the Red Wings. Stanley Cup.
2: Anyway, he was he was 37 in 0102, and he was 41 in 0. No, sorry, he was 43 in 0708. Okay, okay. Didn't they win in 08?
6: They might have. That's I'm a long time ago.
2: Because because uh, 07 was Anaheim. Yeah. 08 was wasn't 08 they beat Detroit and or they beat uh, Pittsburgh and then Pittsburgh beat them the next year and then 010 was Chi- yeah. or then 2010 yeah. was Chicago yeah yeah 08 yeah. was Detroit over Pittsburgh 09 was Pittsburgh over yeah. Detroit so yeah he was uh, so hassock was 43.
6: And, and the other thing like uh, like every you guys have been saying before a 39 year old uh, uh, Mike Smith is probably uh, like a, probably more like a 29 year old uh, other people who would keep it, because he keeps himself in such good shape, but it's so nice to see him playing well, and I'm very happy for him. Thanks, guys.
2: Yeah, thanks, goalie doc. Appreciate it. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Curtis, uh, courtesy mattress superstore. Here is Mike Smith.
7: Hey, Mike. Uh, we know that you know this where they are in the standings and where you guys are in the standings. We but we always talk about how this is a lot of parody in this league. How does a team beat another team nine times in one season?
4: Yeah, I mean it's it's I mean it's pretty impressive when you think about it. I, don't, I mean you you don't really get that opportunity very often but to uh you know especially with as well as this team, you know, on the other side has has played and and gotten better it seems every time we played them and and we just kind of found ways to get to get wins and you know it just shows you know the resilience of our group and and uh you know it can get I guess it can get repetitive you know playing the same team over and over again you know teams you know find ways to combat your your offense and find ways or different ways to try and score goals but you know we're just uh you know finding different ways to win again and and but give credit to their team i mean they they're a hard team to play against now and it seems like they every time we've played them um they've gotten better and better so it's it's been a close game and and fortunately we got the win.
7: They've obviously or, you know, Connor and, and Leon have, have, you know, feasted on them this year, but but they played they seem to neutralize them a, a little bit tonight. What did you see from your perspective on how Ottawa attacked that and how they just played overall?
4: I don't know if they neutralized them. I think they spent the whole night in the offensive zone, but maybe they kept them off the scoreboard. But I think they they played with the puck most tonight in the in the O zone and and you know it's hard to defend those guys when the are together and our D were involved and Seem like there's a couple more, you know, marathon shifts out there playing the offensive zone. So obviously that's big, you know, you know, you momentum that way. But um yeah, and he's you're not gonna score every night as those two guys are they got so many opportunities, seems like every game, and it's not gonna go in every single night for them. They're, you know, top players in this league for a reason and they get picked on a little bit, but there's uh it's not a concern. Obviously, it was big to get YAML there, big goal at the net, and then sure is a huge one for us and find a way to uh to get another big win
10: your mouth
8: post media uh mike some nights uh, uh you, you can face 39 shots and and goalie says oh, a lot from the outside it did seem like they had an awful lot of shots within 10 15 feet of you did it seem like a very uh energetic night for ottawa and you
4: had to maybe be very sharp yeah it was it was a busy game like i said they've they've improved it seems like every time we played them so I knew on a back-to-back going in i just needed to make you know some timely saves in there for a group and you know we were able to get that second one and get ahead but yeah they were they were coming at us pretty good tonight and you know one thing you got to give them credit for is their work ethic you know they work and and if you're not willing to you know match that going back the other way they're going to spend some time in your in your ozone and, and they have some dangerous players over there so i think uh you know that being said we just we found a way to get the win. And that's kind of been a better our model all season long. Is just finding ways to get points on any given night and keep moving up in the standings. And how well
8: did you know Anton Forsberg in his couple of weeks with the Edmonton Orders before he moved around the league?
4: Not very well. Not very well. I you know but I feel I feel for the guy. You know, if you know moving around a different team with a family is is not an ideal situation. And um obviously he's played some good hockey now that he deserves to be in the net and and to, to be in the nhl and be you know be playing games he's he's a good enough boy to be doing that and it's nice that he finally you know gets an opportunity to to hopefully settle into a spot i'm sure it's not the easiest thing moving around with with kiddos and stuff like that so um you know i'm, I'm happy for him that he's kind of settled in one spot for for a little bit here thank First
0: you factors. Mark Spector, Sportsnet. So, Mike, the Oilers set a record. The, the franchise has never beaten a team nine times in a season. And the record goes back to, like, the early 80s. I'm asking you because you're the only guy on the team that was alive back then. Um, you know, I don't know if you have any appreciation for breaking a record or, you know, trying to further a record or whatever from those teams that were, back then, they were great teams, right? It's something to beat an Oilers record that was set in 84. They won a cup that year. Any appreciation for kind of making a notch in the record books?
4: Yeah, I mean, I guess one that's been around that long is there's something you said before. It obviously, you don't play teams that many times during the regular season anymore. um But to do it and you know not give the team a point is is pretty impressive, I think when you when you think about it and then, I mean there's always going to be games when maybe you're not feeling your best or uh you know the other team gets some bounces or whatever it may be but uh you know to get 18 points against one team is is obviously uh pretty impressive it's not almost you think like ottawa didn't play that bad against you this year they had some pretty
0: good games like there's got to be a loser point in their form at some point or 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 a break or you know what i'm saying a late goal or something like hockey's not, i guess always fair when you're you know a young rebuilding team is that Fair enough.
4: <laughs> no, like I said, I mean, like, they're, they're a young team that's, that's that works hard every night. And it's not a team you can come in against and go, oh, we, you know, just mail it in, you're gonna get two points. Like, you'll get it shoved right where the sun don't shine pretty quickly. So I think um, we, we just did a really good job of understanding where we're at in the season and, and not just playing against Ottawa, but I think we wanna build something and and it doesn't matter who we're playing we we just want to be building um and putting ourselves in the position going to playoffs that we're feeling like we're playing our best hockey we're you know we're doing the things that it takes to you know push games along and and get important wins and you know fortunately we've we've done that against ottawa and we want to continue to do that against other teams also but it's been something that we've talked about that we're not just here to get two points and move on obviously that's the main goal, but we we're building for something bigger than just you know another win against the Ottawa Senators team that is a young team and they're going to be a good team down the stretch. But I think we're we're building for something more, and and that's the most important thing.
2: All right, there is Mike Smith. He wins again. What a performance! Thirty nine saves, leading the Oilers past Ottawa three one again. Smith stats on the season: 14 and two. His save percentage is up to nine. 22 whenever the Oilers score five or more in a game we turn on the Japanese village goal light on 630 ched.com complete details at jvedmonton.ca okay we got to bring you the news and weather you're also going to hear from Devin Shore who got the game winner tonight more time for your texts and phone calls 780-496-0063 is the number remember if you have a rotary phone don't try texting it probably won't work Reed Wilkins Rob Brown Heartland Ford overtime open line coming right back.
1: Brandstrom in over the line, drops it. Stutzla shoots gloves. Save made by Smith as Tim Stutzla pulled the trigger on a
2: pretty good shot. Mike Smith leads the way. 39 stops. The Oilers beat the Senators for the ninth time this season. 3-1 is the final. We'll update the scoreboard. Courtesy Edmonton trailer, looking for part service rentals, or new and used semi-trailers. Head to Edmonton Trailer. It is the Devils knocking off the Sabres 6-3 while the Islanders get by the Flyers 3-2 in a shootout. Zajac and Palmieri, no points tonight, Rob. And also that trade uh, with Connolly going from Florida to Chicago. And and really, you look at that, Rob. I I mean, yes, there are players involved, but that's how often trades work. Now, really, that's for cap space. So Florida's maybe positioned to do something else.
3: Yeah, uh, they lost a huge part of their team in the last few weeks on on defense they need help on the back end if they want to compete in in their division and get out they've got a good team losing their best defenseman hurts so now they uh, have created some space to allow themselves to find maybe a a band-aid to help them get through the time without their best player on the back end
2: jets knock off the canadians 4-2 will update the north division standings when we get through the scoreboard here lightning outscore the blue jackets 6-4 Two of the best teams in the league going at it. Carolina shutting out the Panthers 3-0. Bruins over the Capitals 4-2. The Penguins win on the road against the Rangers 5-2 is the final. And it is the Predators over the Red Wings 7-1. I'll I'll have to find the highlight. There was a nine-minute power play in in that game. Yeah, there was like a fight and a boarding penalty and an instigator and a bench minor. Uh, The Stars over the Blackhawks 5-1 also will tell you golf it is uh, Justin Rose what a round 65 today I mean tough conditions only you only had what uh, eight nine. 10, 11, only had 12 guys under par. And Justin Rose shoots a 7 under 65. He has a four shot lead. Mackenzie Hughes, the top Canadian, he was even, 72. So he's tied for 13th. The Blue Jays and Angels are tied at 5 in the 10th. The Raptors lose 122, 113 to the Raptors and World Curling. Botcher back at it after losing twice yesterday. Canada leading Norway 4 1. That one is in the sixth. Okay. So I said I would do the standings. Yes, Rob. I'm clicking through the multiple tabs I have open to get there. Hang on.
3: This Sorry, is what I need you to, to, to fill. While you're doing that, don't worry about <laughs> oh, me. He got. I need you. I need you to talk. I, really, oh. early, I only have about 20 tabs open tonight. Less well, than usual. I, I can't. I get confused when I have that many. You talked about okay. Justin Rose earlier today. He started with two bogeys. I think he was two over at one point, and then he had his run of birdies and eagles. Yeah, guys were struggling today. I was watching
2: quite a bit off and on throughout the day. And, yeah, I mean, uh, it looked like it was a little breezy and the greens weren't holding a lot. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. All right, so the Leafs have 57 points. Edmonton has 52. The Jets have 49, two games in hand on the Oilers, and the Canadians have 43 Five games in hand on the Oilers, but the points percentage don't actually change the standings. Toronto's at 713. Edmonton's at 634, just barely ahead of the Jets at 628. And uh, Montreal now is dipped below 600 there at 597. So still close for second through fourth. It's, it's going to be pretty tough to catch the Leafs for, for first, Rob. I know that you know, they still have some head-to-head games against the Jets and uh, Canadians. But as we've seen at this, at this time of year, fewer than 20 games to go, it's hard even to make up four, five, six points.
3: It is. Um, it, everyone's, well, Toronto plays Winnipeg. Well, both those teams are battling with the others. So every time they play each other, one of them is going to either gain points on them or stay with them. Uh, this is fun. This is, a, it's, this is the exciting time of year when the, the numbers start to dwindle, the, the games remaining. Uh, you get down to the low teens, then you get into the single digits and more exciting when you know there's something coming afterwards. And there is this year for the Oilers playoffs. So uh, normally the Oilers for too many years, their positioning was where they were going to be a draft positioning. This year is where they're going to be starting in the playoffs. So it's fun and, and deservedly so because the Oilers are playing very good hockey right now.
2: 7804960063 is how to reach us. Rob says, Do you think the Oilers should go after Drake Kajula, maybe move Nygaard or Haas out? Yeah, uh, Kajula's on waivers. I, 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 again, yeah, they, they'd have to pick somebody up and waive somebody. But then if that person doesn't get claimed, then you have. Uh, too many people around. I, I don't think they'd be adding anybody that way. And, and again, if they, if they if they make a trade, they're going to have to send somebody out.
3: Yeah, it's going to be a fun trade deadline. I mean, they're, the others are buyers, and unfortunately for them, there's not a lot of cash in the piggy bank for them to buy with and not a lot of room to put players. But I, I, I do believe that Holland will tinker. I think he'll try and find something. But the... The one difference this year than many years at the trade deadline, normally GMs are trying to find depth players. Well, there are depth players already now because of the taxi squad. Everybody has 29 players to play with, so you don't really get to tinker that much and don't need. The need's not there, but I'm sure that if something becomes available for Kenny Holland on Monday that he thinks can make his team better and maybe extend a run in the playoffs, I'm sure he'll do it. All right, so the Oilers win 3-1
2: tonight. It was the game winner, courtesy Devin Shore. Here he is.
7: You, you guys have watched Leon and, and Connor really dominate this team. Uh, as a supporting cast, how nice is it to, to chip in and get this ninth win against them this season?
11: Yeah, it feels good. Um, and those guys uh, do special things against every team, uh, it seems like. And, uh, you know, that, like we, we've said it all before, everyone's got a role and... And they're really good at theirs. So it's uh it's nice when we can uh, do our role, but when, when we can help them out on the score sheet, it it's uh it feels good for sure.
7: And speaking of people doing their role, what can you say, but your goaltender tonight?
11: Unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. They played really well tonight, I thought. Uh there wasn't much out there uh for us. Um and, and they throw a ton of pucks at the net. And uh, they had a few great A's that that Smitty came up big and and uh yeah, it was awesome. Get on your jumbo in the athletic
7: hey there you were um,
1: you were asked about your goal there the other night uh, in montreal i'm sure the one tonight felt a little bit better than, <laughs> after the game than, than the one monday night
11: for sure yeah for sure um winning's a lot more fun and if you can chip in you know win uh, all the better
1: i'm just wondering you know as a depth guy obviously you you you, could, you contributed tonight i'm just wondering you know with the uh, ryan Eugene hopkins out would, does your role do you find anything changed uh, with the way you play or or the team plays without him in the lineup Is the two soul there
11: i don't think so much uh a role um you know there there are certain everybody's a different player and there are certain things that uh, you have to be doing to to be successful and to help the team but i think when you see a guy like that go down especially a guy like his caliber both on the ice and in the dressing room um it's important for each guy to to step up and and try to fill that gap because he leaves a big gap when when he's not playing. um So you're not really changing much, but you're just trying to bear down and and maybe do your job five percent better or something. Jim
6: Matheson, Post Media
8: uh devin a couple of things it it was tight quarters around the uh the ottawa net this evening but you seem to have you know some space in front of the net with nobody leaning on you to tip that puck in is that the way you saw
11: um yeah yeah that's kind of how it felt and like you said yeah they, they were tight checking and and there there wasn't much uh there wasn't much out there out there for us it was a little frustrating at times um so it was it was uh it was nice to get a bounce there at the end and
8: your whole your whole journey this year considering you went from not having a contract to coming to camp to making the team to you know being on the taxi squad to playing a fair bit i mean does it seem like it's been a hard journey for you or is it just
11: as you're a long time pro and it's something you have to put up with yeah exactly there's uh there's a ton of ups and downs uh in a career um you know hopefully not Hopefully they're not uh, too many more, but you, it's inevitable they're, they're going to happen. So um, I think the biggest thing is to just uh, enjoy the journey, both both the ups and the downs. Um, we're very fortunate to to play a sport for a living and, and to be on a good team. So, um, I mean, some days it's easier to, to do that than others, but I think it's important to just enjoy the ride. Mark Spector, Sportsnet.
0: Devin so you're born far later than the records that this team broke tonight. This is the first time the Orioles have ever beat a team nine times. And the only other time they won, they beat teams this many times in a season goes back to their Stanley Cup years. So I, I'm not going to ask you if you remember those. But I would ask you, you, know, you, do you have any appreciation for being part of breaking a, a record that came from those were great teams back then gretzky and curry and Messi and all them do you have you kind of thought about playing for the oilers and and what it's like to be part of something like that
11: for sure yeah there's uh there's some pretty uh tremendous tradition with this organization and um there have been amazing teams and and amazing individuals so it's uh it's a cool thing to be a part of and and um you know we're kind of just uh you know now it's it's nice to look back on that but you know kind of uh, trying to stay in the moment and, and uh, look look toward the next one. So you're a guy that knows the breaks in the game, good
0: breaks and bad breaks, I'm sure. Ottawa um, we'll plays you guys nine times. There's got to be a point in this series for them somewhere. Like, they didn't play that bad. Uh, but in the end, they don't even get a loser point out of nine games. Is that just how the cookie crumbles sometimes in hockey?
11: Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of structure and a lot of uh, systems, but... Uh, the game we play as has a lot to do with balances so you're just trying to play the right way so more of those go your way but um yeah they, they played us uh they played us really tight tonight and, and they have before and and um i think it's something our group should be proud of this is a this is a special league and and every team in this league is is good it's the best league in the world so um yeah to, to do that i think it's something our group should be proud of for sure
2: Yeah, Devin Shore, good game from him as he gets the game winner, his fourth goal of the season, Oilers over Ottawa 3-1. Just uh, NHL.com did not have the Winnipeg win added in yet, so they're at 51 points to Edmonton's 52 with a game in hand, and the Jets are in second place in points percentage, barely ahead of the Oilers, 637, 634, so there you go. And uh, the Jets are coming up on the schedule for the Oilers, Rob. It's... uh, their game after next, but there'll be a bit of a gap. The Oilers play Ottawa tomorrow, and the league has not put out anything official, but Dave Tippett said this morning during his uh, his media conference that the Oilers have been told that they uh, are very unlikely to have a game next week. Those two Vancouver games are obviously going to be postponed, so it looks like Saturday and then the following Saturday for the Oilers' next two games.
3: Yeah, I'm shocked by that. Honestly, I'm, I'm shocked that the Canucks are coming back and playing right next week. Just uh, I just what we've seen. Well, we don't, know, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. No, but that's play their plan. I can't even believe they have a plan in that. I mean, that's what they're hoping, and that's why they're not putting any games next week because if, if the Canucks were going to be longer than that, then you would start playing games and start getting rid of Canuck, or Gna- games that are at the f- end of the season start bringing them in next week. So I think it's wrong. I think that if the Canucks come back and play, and whether it's with half a team or a team that is barely recovered from whatever is ailing them right now, I think that's silly. I really do. I think that we've seen with with in other sports, the Toronto Raptors came back. They couldn't win a basketball game. They still can't after being hit. And that was five players. This is an entire organization that's been hit with this. I Honestly, I thought they were going to shut the Vancouver Canucks down and just forget about those games. Let's play the rest of the season and, and move on. So I'm shocked and surprised, and I, I, I hope that it turns out well, but I just, I just think it's silly to even imagine them coming back next week, almost a month after they last played a hockey game, everyone being ill, and then expect them to play in the top-level league in the world in a physical sport and expect for them to be able to compete. Just uh, I mentioned
2: all those penalty minutes in the Predators-Red Wing scheme. And just seeing a video tweeted out here, was actually former order Matt Benning got hit from behind by Adam Earn. And it is is a a tough-looking hit. I mean, Benning was facing the boards, and Earn on the forecheck kind of had his forearm across Benning's nameplate and uh, drove him into the boards. So uh, a pretty scary-looking play. But yeah, that led to a multitude of uh, penalties on the play because somebody texted in and said, why was there... Uh, a nine minute power play. So Earn got a boarding penalty and then he fought Matthew Olivier. Nashville got a bench penalty, an instigator penalty, a fighting penalty and a misconduct all at eight fifty of the second period. So that's uh, that's what happened in that game. Hopefully Benning is all right. Oilers win three, one back for some final thoughts. Time for you to check in. If you want uh, to get in quickly, 780 uh, 496 63 Hardlin Ford overtime open line. All right. And just, I uh, just double check the box where Matt Benning did play over 17 minutes in that game. And the hit was in the second period. So obviously he, uh, he finished the game and, uh, yeah, it was a really, really ugly hit. Predators got the last laugh, blowing out the Red Wings, seven-one. Just a couple of things before we uh, we go tonight, Rob. Uh, somebody wrote in asking, so when the playoffs start, is the is the Canadian division champion, the North division champion, going to have to pick a home city in the United States? The NHL is hoping that by the, that every team in the final four will play games in their home city. I know the border is not completely open I mean there could be an exception there could be changes that's not going to be till basically the middle of June by the time we get to the third round of the playoffs so I think there's a bit of uh, a bit of wait and see there and when we get asked sometimes how, how the playoffs uh, will work like somebody said does it matter if you finish second or third in your um, division how is the home ice going to work it's going to be the same it's going to be the same best of seven series we've always seen the, the second place team Will get their home games for games one, two, five, and seven. So that's that's all normal. The for the first two rounds of the playoffs, especially, will feel very normal. Well, I mean, not <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Rob. It'll be first against fourth, second against third, standard best of seven format. And then the four surviving teams will be ranked. By regular season points, there will be no conferences. There will be no geography tied to it, so that the the second round could be, or the third round could be, you know, Toronto and Vegas and Florida against.
3: I like that. What, I like. I wish what they other division that. it's going to be? Yeah. Yeah, I think I wish they'd do that for all NHL hockey, and then it'd, it'd be a little more exciting. You never know who you're going to get in the next round. I like. I really do like that format. Yeah, and then. Yeah, they
2: want they want everybody to play at home. But I understand that uh, we don't know what the situation is going to be. I mean, a lot of people are getting vaccinated in the States and Canada's slowly getting there. So hopefully by June, it's a, it's a lot different environment. But all these adjustments by the NHL are adjustment of the game for Alberta's chiropractors. If it hurts to see a chiropractor, visit albertachiro.com slash hockey. If you missed it, Nuge didn't play. Upper body injury will be checked out again tomorrow in Calgary. That's where the Oilers play on uh, on Saturday and I mean another team they've done well against now 9-0 against Ottawa Rob they're 5-2 against the Flames
3: yeah uh, the, the Flames are having the same problems that the Ottawa Senators are having with not being able to score uh, big big goals by their big players when they play against Edmonton uh, they've been quiet the, the Calgary Flames stars uh, have not been stars on the nights that the Oilers have played them and the Oilers stars they have been so that I believe that you're, the work ethic in Calgary is good. I just don't know if they've got the talent level right now to compete with the Emotones. The one thing they do have is great goaltending, and that's something that the others are going to have to contend with if they see Markstrom, which I pro- they probably will on Saturday night.
2: All right, so the Oilers take down the Senators 3-1, 9-0 against Ottawa this season. Get more on 630 chetcom globalnews.ca. Thanks to our game day engineer, Troy Bowler, and to our studio producer, Kellen Kennedy. That game in Calgary, 6.30 face-off show, puck drop at 8 on Saturday. Stoffer has Oilers now from noon to 2 tomorrow. All have inside sports from 6 to 8. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. You've been listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line.